You've reached Conversation with Mr. A. This is your host, Anthony Apostilla. Thank you for listening. Let's get right to the episode. Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Mr. A. This is your host, Anthony Abastilla. So for this edition, I have pro wrestler J.D. Mason from Northwest Pro Wrestling. Thank you, J.D., for being part of this episode. Oh, not a problem at all. Thank you for having me. So uh, to get started, I wanted to ask, uh, how would you describe a pro wrestler? For those, who do, those, for those who don't know understand what pro wrestling is, how would you describe pro wrestling and being a pro wrestler in general? So, for people who don't watch pro wrestling on a regular basis, I would say pro wrestling is very similar to being an improv actor and a stuntman and a comedian all in one go. You get one take in front of a live studio audience in front of the cameras to just get it done to the best of your ability. How long have you been a pro wrestler in general? I started wrestling training in October 2005. And I had my first match March of 2006. So, eight, 18 years? 19 years? Does that sound right? 19 years? Yeah, almost. 19 years. years. So, yeah, it's a, ooh, over half my life. Yeah. So. <laughs> well worth it. So, if someone wanted to be a pro wrestler or join in, how does one actually get into it? Like, what, what do they have to do? He or she would have to do. So... The main thing for someone to do if they want to get into the business in any capacity is to find what they feel is a reputable school, not what they're told is a reputable school. So there's lots of well-known nationwide schools like Monster Factory um, or even like the NXT school or the Rhodes Wrestling Academy. Um and then there's local schools that are pretty well known, like the Buddy Wayne School or uh, Portland. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. I don't want to mess up their name. I want to say it's Portland Wrestling School. Yeah. But I'm gonna look it up real quick because I don't want to screw up their name. The wrestling school in Portland in general. Yeah. Um, it would be... Oh, there it is. The Oregon Pro Wrestling School. So there's, you know, just so you can edit this for yeah. later. Uh, you know, so there's national companies like Monster Factory, um things like that that are pretty famous, the Rhodes Wrestling Academy. And then there's things like locally in the area Pacific Northwest-wise, like the Oregon Pro Wrestling School and um, the Butterweight Academy. And then there's people like me who just kind of train as people come to me. So I don't have, like, an active school per se. I mean, I do. So, right, so, like... We train at the Civic Center. We train at my house, and we train wherever we can when we can. Um, and then, you know, we go on about our, our business and do the shows. 
How, how was your experience training to be a pro wrestler? Can you kind of walk our uh, listeners just uh, where, where you went to, the experiences, what they had you do? So I trained at a place called Pinnacle Wrestling that's no longer around. And I also trained a little bit at the West Coast uh, Wrestling Connection School. I almost say company, but that's a different place in California. Uh, and so I trained under people like uh, Dave Hollenbeck and uh, and took a lot of seminars under like Steve Carino and Davey Richards and a bunch of people like that. Um, it was it was a good experience, but also it's different than it was. Uh, nowadays right so like when i was breaking in it was still like people trying to live out the last of like the that what they felt was the territory days and they were real rough on on me and other people um unless they really liked you or saw something in you and then they got you know pretty rough and pretty uh pretty aggressive pretty psychologically mean things like that but hey I'm still here, and a lot of those guys aren't. So, well, when you mean pretty rough, can you kind of go into a little bit details what they would do? I mean, you know, instead of, I mean, we all we all know pro wrestling is a show, right? But they would make sure that it was a little more than a show when the when we were in the ring. If you catch my drift, mm-hmm. you know, stomps to the face, little extra harder chops to the back. It would actually uh, give you those hard slaps and stomp. Yeah, yeah. And there was really no reason for it. Like, if you really look back on it, they can say they were trying to test me or whatever. But I think they were just doing it for their own... Uh, Satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. Their own... Their own uh, trying. You know, maybe because that's how what they got. So they were trying to keep that cycle going. I don't know. How were the first few years? So once uh, once you finished uh, training, how was the first year, few years as a wrestler like being a pro wrestler? Same same thing. It depends on where you go, right? So like some places were you felt like a big fish in a small pond. Some places were you were a small fish in an even smaller pond. So it. It just depends on where you were. There were people that would make me unlace their boots in the locker room in front of everybody, you know, and say all sorts of things I can't say on here because you asked me to keep it somewhat family friendly. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of things I can't repeat that were said to me. But it, it, I don't know, it just became, I guess, normal to me because they'd be all like, oh, we're just kidding. We wouldn't say these things to you if we didn't like you. We wouldn't treat this way treat you this way if we didn't like you but it's like uh, i don't know i'm gonna guess they're probably built character like mental toughness just getting through it maybe i mean that's what they say but i think they got off on it a little bit you know it just i think it was kind of like oh well we get to pick on this new like hazing to a new new level and not everybody did that but a lot of people did and it, it was kind of obnoxious now, I'm imagining as you gained more years of experience, uh, you eventually got a chance to train different wrestlers. I'm curious your philosophy when you train different wrestlers, people starting out, uh, the differences. I'm assuming you probably probably tested a few people, but just had different philosophies. Am I right on that? 
Yeah, I, I, I tend to train people different ways depending on their personality. I do like to poke the bear a bit. I'm not like a bully, right? So, like, I got under the definition of the word, I got bullied mm-hmm. when I broke in. No. I, I was treated very poorly and was talked down to on a regular basis. So, under the definition of the word, I was very, very much bullied when I broke in. I don't do that to my kids. I expect them to set the ring up. I expect them to tear the ring down. I expect them to pay the dues that I've paid, but not in the sense of which I paid, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I expect them to put in the effort. I tell them all the time, even if you just want to wrestle for just me and make this like a, a you know, <laughs> once a month, twice a month thing, you still want to do it to the best of your ability. People who do ren fairs three months out of the year those three months they're living in the medieval times they're they're living it up there they got all the gear and they're living their gimmicks so to speak so i just kind of ask people to do the same thing when it's time for the shows put in the effort help set up it's a team effort like yes i'm the cats out of the bag i'm the promoter of the company but if it wasn't for people helping me set up the chairs, tear down the ring, load the ring, it wouldn't have lasted this long. I mean, I do a lot of it myself, but it takes yeah, it takes a group of people. Exactly. And I was gonna go back, uh, just go backwards a little bit. Um, NWP Northwest Pro Wrestling started 2013. That was your vision. How did that come about? It came about. Due to a lot of what I was talking about earlier, a lot of the bullying, a lot of what we call politicking, uh, people who would say they're my friends going to promoters and saying things like, oh, you don't want to pay them, even though they went out there and wrestled for 45 minutes. You don't want to pay them. You don't want to book them anymore. You don't want to put them in a top spot. They can't draw you money, but then turn around and be like, I don't know why they're not pushing you. You know, so it... A lot of backstabbing, a lot of nonsense, if you will, is what really drove me to start Northwest Pro. And a big question I have is just with your wrestling career, Northwest Pro and beyond, what were some of the worst uh, injuries or some of the, uh, I would say, rewards and struggles that you've had? So the worst injuries I've had in just running the company, I've I know I've bruised my back a few times doing some dives into people who I thought would catch me, but didn't catch me. Um, I blew out what is called your PCL, doing a second rope splash, um, or off of Brett's rope. Shout out to Brett's rope. Um, And that was one of the worst ones, because that put me, was supposed to put me out of action for a year, but I just took like two months off. And uh, another thing I'm watching. So, how would you compare NWP to what we see as WWE, the big, you know, the quote unquote big time leagues, the things you see in TV? What are the differences that you would comparisons you'd see? Honestly, other than production and like having multi millions of dollars, if you look back at like an old Monday Night Raw, the setup of our shows are very similar. Mm-hmm. We have guardrails. We have the blue mats. We're wrestling in a high school gym. Soon we're going to have a bunch of banners up and new entranceway and new aprons and all this new stuff. Um, 
so it's funny because a lot of people kind of, you know, talk a little smack. But then if you look at our setup, it's one of, if not the most professional setup in the whole area. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, okay, I'm going to go back. Um, thinking about our listeners who may not be familiar with pro wrestling. Some people may ask, okay, when you're grabbing someone, are you actually punching someone in the face? Are you actually slamming them through the mat and hurting them? What would you tell our listeners who aren't just have no idea about pro wrestling? Well, this is where I'm going to ask you yep. a question. Okay. Because you were curious about this once. And I well, gave you I gave you a body slam, did I not? Yes, yeah, so to to reference our listeners, that is correct. We uh so to tell you guys, I sometimes I referee. And so for a sample, yes, I had JD give me a slam to the mat. And how did that feel? <laughs> Felt the shock to my body because I wasn't used to it, but you kept me safe. Right. So for the people that have never been slammed on a professional wrestling ring, it hurts. But the reason that we can do it so often is because our body gets calloused to it. So it's no different than walking around barefooted outside. You know, you can see people walking around barefooted, step on a rock. Some people just don't care. They just keep walking. Some people step on that rock and they're like, ooh, ah, ooh, and they're hopping on one foot. How long do you think it takes for people to callous and kind of get used to it, do you think, on average? Six months. Six months. Six months for sure. Um, I was a backyarder, not supporting that. Don't do it, kids. Um, can, can you explain to our listeners what a backyarder is? Okay, so backyarding, backyarder, those terms, backyard wrestling um, is something that a lot of kids in the early, mid-2000s uh, did with their friends on trampolines. Um, it was basically us pretending we knew what we did and acting out what we saw every week on Raw and Thunder and SmackDown. And in fact, uh, to be 100% honest, a lot of kids didn't know what it was till WWE and WCW started talking about it, I feel like. Because then I didn't know what it was and someone said backyard wrestling on a Nitro. I think Norman Smiley did a thing where he like pinned some kids in their homemade ring or something and won their backyard championship. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of was like, oh, wait, like, kids are actually doing this? Like, I thought just me and my friends did this with our wrestle buddies on the trampoline. Like, oh, they're wrestling each other. Oh, we could do that, you know? So it kind of, I think, gave the opposite message. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so I'm going to do a little fun little thing here, fun little games called uh, Word Association. So I'm going to give you a word or two. Uh, just tell me, like, the first thing that comes to mind. Now, uh, for those who listen to my podcast, often the biggest running joke is about my hatred for pickles. So okay. I'm going to go for the first thing. So what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word pickles? Pickles, dill. Okay. Uh, wrestling is fake. You said family-friendly. Hmm. Uh, I'm assuming vehemently disagreed. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, predetermined. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, athletics, wrestling. Okay, Barbie, doll. Okay, uh, how about rap music? Decent. Okay, steak. Medium. Okay, pizza. Cheesy. Okay. 
Uh, how about bad hygiene? Swamp. Okay, swamp. Uh, how about, let's say, country music? Love it. Okay. Pickup trucks? Have one. Okay. Horror movies? Eh. Okay. How about uh, romantic movies? Eh. Okay. Uh, last not but least, how about Northwest Pro Wrestling? The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. <laughs> All right. I love it, love it, love it. Okay. Uh, any final things that you want to tell our listeners? Uh, check out Northwest Pro. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, the YouTube is official NWP Wrestling. The Instagram. I've had light twelve concussions, so you have to give me a break here. I want to say the Instagram is also official. NWP. Official NWP. Yes, it is. The Instagram, also official NWP Wrestling. And then uh, you can just find us on Facebook if you search uh, north-west-pro. Uh, okay. Thanks, Shady, for your time. Appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah, no problem. Have a great night. And that concludes this edition of Conversations with Mr. A. So just like I said earlier when I was talking with J.D., uh, Northwest Pro Wrestling, NWP, um, I was actually, I've actually been with them on and off since uh, it first started in 2013 uh, as a ref, so sometimes I've been taking a break, sometimes there, I'm taking a break right now, but eventually hoping to come back, and so I um, just wanted to say thank you, uh, J.D. Mason, for the interview and just uh, providing a little bit of insight what pro wrestlers go through and just how tough it is to be a pro wrestler. It's definitely not easy. Just like I said on, um, earlier in the interview, um, I just I took it just I took one body slam where I got picked up and slammed on my back just to kind of get the experience. And um, um, <laughs> I wasn't crippled. I definitely felt the pain, the shock, like oh, very briefly. But uh, it's it's hard work. So, anyways, just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. We will have more future episodes coming up. Take care. <laughs>